we're about to see them go. And they're off and racing. Storman took a backward step and was slow to go, and so was Gadeo. Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Earl Carter talks Melbourne racing. Big card of racing from Caulfield. We welcome into the program Earl Carter. Earl, how are you? Ah, good afternoon, James. It's the Heath Caulfield. A great race course, one of the finest in the country and great memories. On this Australia Day, how wonderful it is. Yes, nice and warm as well. It is warm where we are, and as I look from the apartment uh, out the window, we're in the village, uh, I beg your pardon, we're not in the village, we're in the capital. I look across to the MCG and to the tennis centre, uh, just in front of me, South Yarra looms near the uh, government house and around to the, ex- the outskirts of the city on Swanson Street. A lot of people heading over, I think, for a, a tennis match tonight. But um, it really is uh, very, very pleasant to be here and, and very pleasant uh Mrs. Carter and I are going as guests of the committee to Caulfield tomorrow, so I'll be on time, um, drink plenty of nice wine, but um, be circumspect in my behaviour, James. You'll have to be up early. I will have to be up early. Um, I suspect, well, I get up early anyway, but we'll be going, we'll leave for the course at... um, Probably about 10 o'clock because the first is at 11 o'clock. It won't have the same heat they were expecting. They, uh, well, they forecast a lot, um, less heated day. But anyway, a good program. We commenced, James, with the, the two-year-old races leading into the Blue Diamond and the previews and then we'll have the preludes. So, there's plenty to look at tomorrow and plenty to cover. That is for sure, and we'll get into those uh, two-year-old races. But first of all, race one is the Cape Grim Beef Plate 2,000 metres. What do you like in race one? Uh, very interesting, James. Uh, the Cape Grim uh, Beef Plate. Yes. The very name Cape Grim would probably turn you off, beef, but... I've eaten beef from there, and it's, uh, uh, well, I have to say, I hesitate these days to eat uh, to eat uh, beef and lamb because of um, my age and viewing the animals that I adore so much. But anyway, enough of that. Uh, James, look, fanatic, was very kind to me on uh, Sandown Cup Day. He's first up after two months, but we need to take cognizance of the fact that he had 12,300 metres in his legs before that uh, he won the um, 
Sandown Cup over 3,200. He's actually, he actually has 10 miles in his legs. So he's going to be very fit. Uh, they bet ludicrous odds, I thought. But anyway, you, it's not one you'd go crazy about, but, uh, love the rider. He's a great horseman. He rode him in that uh, Sandown Cup, but I think he'll run a race, uh, Fanatic. Okay, race one, number three, Fanatic. As you mentioned for our listeners, he's been a good horse, winning on not only the Sandown Cup, but Melbourne Cup Day was a good result as well. Yes, I forgot about that. But anyway, um, James, two things I neglected to say. One is I'm going to try and uh, obtain a horse that's worth following. And they'll be very rare because if you have a list full of them, your chances of them not performing are very good. But mm. I was very impressed with the, with the race of Lejeune last Saturday over, I think, 1,700. It was an enormous run. Uh, here we 2,000 metres. That's Lejeune, J-U-G-E. Well, keep an eye on him. Yes, and the other one, um, Mrs. Carter and I have been to luncheon today to one of the great um, uh, hostelries um, for people who love racing. It's not like the old days. People are different. But anyway, uh, one fellow who is a good, very good friend of ours and his wife, their son owns a leg of uh, Bravo Tango. Bravo, B-R-A-V-O, Tango, T-A-N-G-O. And um, he's been set for the Australian Guineas. Now, they were betting 80, 80 to 1. You always left the, the owners on first, so I backed him at good odds. So he'll run, I think, next Saturday, the Saturday after, but do keep an eye on, on him. He's uh, trained by young Friedman at, uh, who's moved from Warnerville to Ballarat. The horse can gallop. He really can. Very inexpensive purchase, but uh, just uh, watch him. Okay. We'll keep uh, an eye on that one. That one the black book. Let's have a look here, race two. First of the Blue Diamond previews, the first division is for the Colts and Geldings. Well, what we have to do is look at both races and just make an assessment on a lot of very good young horses, a lot of very good trainers, a lot of very good horsemen. And I really don't want to tip anything because if you look at race two, uh, number eight, uh, Robe de Fate. Uh, Robbie Griffiths, uh, nominated five for this race and he pulled all of them by route, uh, but Robe de Fate. He, he's a marvellous horseman, this fellow. He, he gets people together and he buys horses very, very inexpensively. But they can all gallop. And if you look at the second race for fillies, you have horses like, uh, I saw Lake District Girl run second a Marriott trial. She looked good to me. 
You have a horse like Six Do Well. Uh, his mother had has had four yearlings, four winners. And you look at number two crossing the Abbey. Gee, I got an opinion of this uh, filly. She really is smart. So the upshoot is you don't bet in these races unless you've been introduced to a very good chance. So I think I shall wait for tomorrow but morning, uh, morning, Joe, but no selection. Okay, so no selections in the, the, the Colton Gardens or the Phillies divisions of the preview. What about race number four, Blue Diamond Gala, dinner place, 1,100 metres? Uh, I'm not interested in the race, James, so we'll bypass that. Short and sweet. What about the fifth 1,400 metre event here, benchmark 70? I do like uh, two in this. Uh, number six, Excitement. I've um, had a very good friend of mine who's a bookmaker bet me six scratch. You'll get your money back. No, I won't because I took great odds. But anyway, not to worry. Um, number five, Nosia. This horse has run very, very, very good time. And I took eight to one him. I don't want you to sell me your scratch because you've got a very good chance. No, no, Tio, no show still in the race. Now, for those listening, of course, we should uh, remind them that it is Friday afternoon, so anything can happen between uh, now and then. Yes. That's interesting that uh, he scratched excitement. Mm. I don't I don't know why, but I'd keep my eye out because uh, it's got ability. Anyway, thank you, James. Okay, so uh, no TO there, race five, number five. What about race six, Michael McMahon, plate 1,400 metres, a benchmark 84? Well, I should rather make a fool of myself if there are any scratchings. No, at this stage, all, all that events remain in the race. Uh, well, now... I um, backed Iapperson last start. Uh, in fact, I think I made it the best bit of the day. Mm. Um, I was not impressed in what unfolded. And since nothing has changed, I won't back it. Win, lose or draw. Um, but I have won at uh, very good odds. Number six, Eel Lil. She drops a stone in the old, and for those who have difficulty in what a stone is, apart from being a rock, it's about 14 pound. So it drops 14 pound or a stone, and I've just got the feeling that Lee Hope is a very, very good horseman. His son's involved with him now, but they often produce one of very good odds at Caulfield, if they hate. So evil Lil, I bet uh, twenty to one to me. So I've had something each way. It, but if you saw the run of Diapason, don't be put off. But I, I was because of the ride. But the trainer stuck with him. So there you go, James. Uh, they're far wiser than I. Evil Lil, race six, number six on the consider. There, let's go to the seventh. Ladbrokes in for a hub handicap. It's the benchmark 78. Uh, I just uh, leapt into number four, Cow Cow. A very good youngster. Very good youngster. 
Okay. Bad eye to one. So confident here about chow chow or cow cow? Chow chow bambino, cow cow. The race seven, number four. What about the eight thing? John John Dillon stakes at listed level. Lovely man, John Dillon. Former chair of the Melbourne Racing Club. Nice fellow. Uh, James, I've had a huge opinion since the day he stepped foot on the track. Um, do you know what number horse I'll be uh, referring to? Most certainly. I think he'll win tomorrow, Seabirch. He's a very good horse. He's a lot better than these ones, I can tell you. Um, I think he'll, he'll run a great race. Sixteens, I was very... I'm a bit worried about number 10, King's Guard. He, he's, uh, he's not been exposed much and he's not heavy, he's not far off a win, but one Seabirge. One Seabirge there in the eighth. What about race number nine on the card here? So race nine from Caulfield. And as you touched on before, Earl, we speak on Friday afternoon, Australia Day, so make sure you Check the scratchings and so forth if you're listening to this on the Saturday morning. But let's have a look at race number nine. Lab breaks open handicap, 1,700 metres. Well, I know uh, I know five's out, so I'm a very bright I'm, I'm a very bright fellow because it was scratched yesterday. Uh, now, the the favourite in this is Widgie Turf. Very rare, always. <laughs> I... Number eight, plot the course by Henry the Navigator, beautifully named. If if the trainer had claimed with this, he would have beaten the favourite home. I don't know about this, but he's he's third up. But I think he can I think he can hold his own with Widgie Turf and anyone else in the race. So number eight, plot the course. Uh, written by D. Smith, who doesn't ride a lot in town, but he's very good value. They bet 16, 20s, so I've had a little bit of that. Plot the course, race nine, number eight. So recapping best bets? Uh, I don't have any best bets, James. It's very, very difficult, like all race days, but some stand out. Uh, yeah. um, look, Race five, number five, Nosia. I just loved his run. He ran, I saw him somewhere in Sydney, for goodness sake. I hope it wasn't Canterbury because I hate the place, but he ran very, very good time and finished well. He's second up. He's very good second up, but he's a bit short. Um, and I have a feeling that uh, race seven, number four, Cow Cow or Chow Chow, uh, might be his day tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll go him the best bet. Number, race seven, horse four, Chow Chow. Okay, best bet, race seven, number four, Chow Chow. All right, so there we go. So there's an early preview of the meeting from Caulfield. You'll be there. Early start as well, 11 o'clock your time. So for those listening in Queensland, it's 10 o'clock the first. Did I tell you why I'm going um, so early? No. Ah, how remiss of me. Uh, we're going, Mrs. Cutter and I are going as guests of the committee. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, which be, um, one has to be on time when one's dealing with very important people and dealing with a very nice invitation. So if we get there too early, we can always walk around and look at the horses. There'll be some there and coffee or such a beautiful place. James, one day I shall take you and your beloved wife, Erin, and we will take you there. You'll just love it. I'd, I'd look forward to that. Well... Yeah, you've got much to look forward to. It's still the art deco of, uh, its buildings are just wonderful, the cobblestones and, uh, but you look around for people you know, James, and, uh, there aren't many, there aren't many coming forth, so you enjoy it every time you go there for the reasons of memories, but anyway. Enough of that. Uh, James, if we get something, uh, or I will call you tomorrow and you can put them on for all those listening. Mm-hmm. And, and this, shall do. And this Australia Day, which is very important to us all, in my view, a great day, and uh, I hope everyone's enjoyed it because we have, and we haven't finished yet, James. And it's only about... Uh, Half past five, ten, about twenty to six our time, so it's very early where you are. Yes. God bless you and talk tomorrow. Thank you, Earl. Racing Nation with James O'Shea.